Thank you for tuning in. This is episode three of the Plot Podcast. I'm joined today by Yasmin and Liv of Green Culture Co. For those that don't know, they are natives from Jupiter and Stewart. They started their own interior scaping and plant company just a few years ago, was that? Not even, like... Like about six months ago. (laughs) Six months ago, so they're brand new on the block. Uh Uh-huh. Did not know that. What's up, guys? So they're hoping to educate the public about plants and hopefully turn them into plant enthusiasts. And I'm kind of hooked already. Oh yeah. Guys, welcome. Welcome on the Plot Podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. First podcast. Really excited. Episode three. So where were you guys in life when you had the idea to start Green Culture? Like personally, professionally, where were you guys? What were you guys doing? Well, Yasmin and I have been friends since high school we met freshman year and we've been friends ever since uh we went to different colleges but stayed in touch through all of it so at the point in my life when we started it um i was up in gainesville actually trying to finish my bachelor's of in plant science and i was just having a really rough time with uh the way learning changed due to covid and everything going on there so uh we were keeping in touch she's my best friend and I'd call her all the time, even when I was feeling down, and I was just feeling very lost in a sense. I mean, I'd known what I wanted to study and basically what I wanted to do. I've been working with plants since 2014, but uh, the college thing, I mean, I already got one degree, but the second one, it wasn't really working out once the whole dynamic of learning changed, so I was up doing that. Well, I was in Fort Myers uh, at FGCU studying business. Um, and I kind of felt the same way. I was like, damn, I'm going to have to get an internship and like get a nine to five job and blah, blah, blah. And like, I was like, that is just not what my life goal really is. So I was also kind of just feeling lost. And I got a FaceTime call from her one day and we were both just like, I hate this. Like, we don't know what to do. And then I was like, ding, ding, ding. Let's do our own thing. Yeah, literal tears in the parking lot before my bio two exam. I'm just oh. talking to her, and it was one of those conversations where, like, I didn't even know how I was feeling until we started talking, and then she just kind of brought out, like, helped me come to the surface everything I was truly feeling, and she was like, you know what, I'm moving back home soon, like you are too, like, we can start and do our own thing, and at the time, I was working at a indoor plant store up north called Plant Stay, and the awesome ladies there kind of helped me dip my toes into finding that niche of plants that I really wanted to work with because I've, I've worked with plants like landscaping. I can even like professionally mow a golf course because of the schooling I went to. So it was just kind of finding that select niche of like what I want to do with plants to really get us going. So her having the entrepreneurship major and just having all the knowledge I have of plants, we kind of morphed the two and we birth green culture from that. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you guys that don't know green culture, like in the native, I would say Stuart Jupiter area, you guys have a pretty good Instagram following and I like your feet a lot. You guys are kind of killing it over there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about um, just for a base of like what you guys do for people, what interior scaping exactly is and you know what the services you guys provide for your customers. So there's like a lot that goes into having plants indoors because basically you're trying to mimic like 
the outdoor environment inside to have them grow and prosper. So a lot of people don't know where to start with that. Um, so our interior scaping is really good for people who are kind of just new or want help. Um, and we come in and we assess their area, the amount of lighting they have, and also assess where they are in their plant parent journey. You know, we try to match them with good plants for their success. So we do the consult, drop a plan and send it over. And at the end, you get a whole book full of like all the plants that you have and information about them and how to care for them. Um, and you can even sign up for maintenance fees and stuff. Mm. So we can come out once a month and service you. Okay, yeah. definitely. And like, besides that, we just do uh, general pop-ups. We like partner with local businesses and stuff, which is really awesome because we've gotten to meet like a lot of cool people. Um, so we kind of just partner with them and then have like a little pop-up selling all of our indoor plants and stuff like that. So, you know, if you just want to come stop by, maybe get some pottery, some plants, we do that. Um, yeah, the interior scaping always turns out really cool because it's cool going to someone's house and just kind of like seeing it and thinking about it. But then once we like install everything. Yeah, like yeah, it just kind of makes it kind of worth it when you see the end product yeah, of your work yeah. and you see like, wow, I made this person's house just like kind of yeah. liven up. Because like, like, I don't know, I got one plant from Yasmin not too long ago. It doesn't seem like that much, but I feel like it just brings out the energy in a room so much more than like people actually think about. Like, yeah, you could have a painting there and like it's cool and this and that, but I feel like it just it's gives life. it, it gives it life in the room. Yeah. 100%. So it is really cool. Yeah. So along with your business and I know, so you guys do servicing and all that, what kind of like legal or any, was there any kind of like difficulties with getting that set up? Yeah, we, we had to wait for a lot of our paperwork because of COVID. COVID was making like the process of like a lot of government things work a lot slower. Um, so we got our LLC in January and we were so hyped. We were like, oh my God, yeah. Like we really thought that was like end game type deal. Was I was like, literally oh, we sitting, made it. Yeah, I was <laughs> sitting in the Kava bar, like filling out the form and I like paid for the LLC. I was like, yeah, we're so official. Like we finally got this and then... Yeah, it turned out we needed a lot more. So um, another thing we had to get was, like, this was the hardest form to get. We had to go through, like, three different phone numbers all through the Department of Agriculture to basically, like, have us be a stock dealer. Okay. Um, and even getting our business license took some time, you know. It, it can be difficult because we do run this uh, whole operation out of my house, and you have to kind of make it to where, like, you're not allowed to shop from the home, but you still have to get like the paperwork and licensing for everything. So there was a lot that went into making this a legal like business entity, but that's what we really wanted to do because this is end game for Yasmin and I, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me jump backwards a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I know you said you were studying plant science in college and then Yasmin, you also had a passion. When did you guys find that passion? Like how old were you? Like where were you guys? Like what exactly were you guys doing? And you know, when did you find interior escaping and just caring for plants and being so, a plant lover? 2014, um, my sophomore year of school, I started my a horticultural program that was a career training thing that had a bunch of levels in my school and you could excel all the way through. So I started that my sophomore year and I really got introduced to what I like to do. They had a whole nursery on site and once I found that that was my thing, I really just went full-fledged into it because this is, like, something I really have a niche for. And, like, you can tell me something about a plant one time and I'll always remember it. Like, 
on top of that, I did a bunch of work with like FFA and everything and actually did like competitions for nursery judging and all different types of things. So since 2014, I've studied it. And by the time I was 18, I got certified as a certified horticulture professional in the state of Florida through FNGLA, um, which put me into college already having a lot of my credits done, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, it really was, I, I was in a really dark place in my time there in my life and plants really like gave me a purpose to life. Like they literally showed me so much and I learned so much from them. And there's something about plants that I want to show all other people and help them like improve their life just by having these little creatures because that's what they are they're they're alive yeah yeah and it's really cool it's like the plant people think it's like oh it's just a plant like it's sitting there in a pot whatever you water it it grows but it really is like the journey of you having that plant and you caring for it and then you know you watch it grow up and then you get to reap the benefits of whatever it is whether it's like a fruiting plant Mm -hmm. or not or a flowering plant or it looks pretty they like grow slow but in all reality plants are on a different time schedule than us if we sped things up to their time we'd see how alive they really are yeah yeah and i think um like for me it's been really cool to watch all this because i was not a plant person like when we were in high school she would gift me plants like a cactus and i would literally kill it by the end of the month and i was like i like i could not do it but um she just would teach me so much and like the more you learn about them and how unique each one of them truly are like it's just incredible what plants can do and how they operate and definitely so after you got that llc you said that was like a very pivotal point for your business because you guys were able to you know deal and then you guys had to get some you know dealing licenses and do stuff like that so you can actually you know operate Mm -hmm. When did your guys' plot thicken? When did you guys feel like after the LLC that your business was not taking off, but, you know, you guys were starting to get traction and you guys were starting to really, like, get in to be able to create different avenues of how you guys are going to like, go about your business, whether it be with interior escaping, dealing, doing the pop-ups, doing services. When did you guys, like, have that moment that you were like, whoa, like, this is, like, what we can do? Or you, like, found the vision for what you were going to do. We were really like hyping a lot. When when we first launched our Instagram, we knew that we had a certain day. We kind of set in our minds like and talked over like when we want our first pop-up to be and what we want it to be like. So we decided the weekend of Valentine's Day, you know, it's a great weekend. A lot of people are out. A lot of people gift plants and other things. And um, our good friends at Ohana Surf Shop actually hosted us for our first pop-up. So we did a lot of like promotion for it beforehand you know making posts making stories making it seem like oh this is what we're doing like come see what it's going to be like you know and our first pop-up went literally insane yeah i mean we planned it for the weekend like you know the day before valentine's and like valentine's day so we went we stocked up and we're like we're gonna have enough for both days we nearly sold out of all of our plants within the first few hours that we were there like it was insane that to the point where we had to have our boyfriends go get more stuff for us from the nurse. Like we were just sending them a list. Like shout out to Elliot. Shout out to Elliot. Real MVP. Shout out to Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was insane, and it was. Um, I always say like our friends are so supportive, and they've been so awesome, and like sharing all of our stuff and buying our plants and you know everything. 
but it's the people who don't know us and come to our pop-ups and like tell us how they love what we're doing and like then they start to follow us and they'll start to come to all of our pop-ups like those people are really what make us like do what we do you yeah. know because they don't owe us anything they don't owe us the satisfaction of mm-hmm. saying like oh yeah you're awesome yeah but they truly believe in us and i think that's and it's and it's really those like cool. those relationships as far as like building a clientele base mm-hmm. it really you know I don't want to sound like cliche, but it grows your business. It does. It does. Yeah. It, does. it does. And and then they, you know, word of mouth and everything goes around and they come back to you guys because they had a good experience at the pop-up and, you know, buying plants and getting their, their stuff done with you guys. Yeah. And I mean, so it's really, like the pop-up is so genius. From. It's so genius. <laughs> how did you guys like have the idea? Like, like, yeah, we need to be outside and sell plants, but like, how did you guys have the idea to like approach or what was the, the process like approaching, you know, Ohana Surf Shop, for example, or these businesses to do pop-ups? Like, what does that look like? So, basically, like, networking is a number one thing that if you own your own business, you need to be able to talk to people in a good way. And uh, I've worked for many local businesses over the years and kind of just got to know people locally from there. So, uh, just being friendly and, you know, meeting people and just being cordial to people goes a long way. But uh, at Ohana, they're actually like my second family. Like their son has been one of our best friends for like seven years. He's actually our photographer for all the green culture stuff. Shout out Karen Schwartz. Dope. Um, <laughs> and basically like whenever we go to these businesses, we're just like, hey, most of the time they've actually already heard about us, but we're like, we're really interested in it. And like, we always try to do our part to promote them as well as us like you can see on a lot of our uh instagram posts you know like we like to go to uh, the businesses we do pop-ups at and like make a reel and talk about like what they do what their story is and like why people should go to that pop-up and it's Mm -hmm. great because we bring out a great following and so does the other business so it kind of is like hand in hand works out really really awesome but pop-up shops i kind of i caught onto a lot of that up in gainesville i see like a lot of younger people doing that and no one in our town was really doing anything like that. And the funny thing is, uh, after we started doing pop-up shops, a lot of other business started doing them. Mm-hmm. Even nurseries that already have like a set storefront, which is like the biggest compliment to us because we started the movement of it because where we were. genius. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So for those who don't have them on Instagram, it's greenculture underscore, underscore co on yeah. Instagram. Their feed is awesome. It's really, really beautiful. I know Yasmin, and I've seen her. She does her thing. Does a lot of work on, yeah. on the apps and, and gets her Instagram popping out there. But the, the pop-up idea, I think what it does is it creates this sense of community with the business. So you guys are able to double-end your business both ways for, like, with a surf shop or anybody else. You know, their following, like you said, comes out, and you guys trade places. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really great way to build good, you know, local business connections. And that's, I think, like a lot of the work that I'm doing here, you know, with other stuff besides the podcast, mm-hmm. we're trying to work with like think local and local businesses and try to do that and double end businesses and do kind of like a pop up thing. We, we, we might have some networking <laughs> events coming up here soon. But at the end of the day, it's about cultivating, you know, good business relationships like that one. Um, so that, you know, local businesses can benefit from each other. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's really important for the community, like, that you're able to share those, you know, business strategies or whatever whatever it is, you know, with that. 
So have you guys looked into having any sort of plans to expand your business or were you looking to keep it more mom and pop smaller or, you know, what is your kind of approach to that or where are you guys at as far as expansion goes? We just launched our website a little bit ago. Um, I'm sure you've seen me working on that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we want to start shipping plants out to the U.S. I mean, that's kind of as far as expansion, as far as we can go. We don't have a storefront yet. Uh, we're still trying to save up for that, try and find a good spot and everything. Um, but yeah, we we want to be slinging green. Eventually <laughs> one day we want to have like a indoor plant store, kind of boutique type thing and have a bunch of different cool things in there that we can't talk about just yet because the great ideas need to hide until it's time. That's right, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, so go on our website. We have, uh, speaking of creating a culture and everything, we have like a forum on there um, where people can just go and kind of share like plant ideas or maybe ask some like plant questions. Um, there's some up there right now where it's just like, you know, what's your wish list plant? Or like, what was your first plant? Is it still alive? Like, It's you a know, lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun just having people interact and everything. And if you sign up and become a member, there's like, a special forum just for members where you can like talk plants and everything. So that's where the culture comes in at green culture. Mm -hmm. So you guys are trying to build that whole blog and, and social media and then, Mm -hmm. you know, have that sort of community (laughs) space to where different plant owners can come together and, you know, communicate with each other and somebody's having a problem with a plant or Mm -hmm. what have you. That's really cool. And I think a lot of businesses don't go as far as that. And I know for plants or something you have to actually care for and like that goes on, you know, that's probably, you know, kind of a niche thing, but you know, other products too, like you have to further care for your product. And a lot of companies don't understand that, you know, the business doesn't actually stop after the sale. It keeps going on. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to build a good business and have good relationships, it's not even about the sale. It's about the relationship. A hundred percent. Like we had a pop-up, um, like two weekends ago and one that this girl who comes out to all of our pop-ups she came to it and she was like, you know, I'm moving this week. I can't buy a plant, but I just wanted to come hang out with you guys. And that to me was so major because like green culture, that's it's all about the culture. You know, we want to build a sense of community because everywhere I've seen like that I've worked, community is what helps others prosper, you know, and kind of building a following where we can all be friends and you can meet other like minded people through our platform and, you know, just on our website you can even you create an account and you can follow other people who you know on our website and it's really fun and inclusive and that's really what we're trying to do is turn green culture into so much more than a business like a a lifestyle in a sense you know um and just connect other people who want to know more about plants or love plants for sure and so what kind of other future events you guys have coming that you would like to share with viewers do you guys have any upcoming pop-ups yeah or anything else that you can that you can spill any sort of secretive (laughs) yeah special plot podcast plugs you want to give yourself i mean this upcoming weekend saturday we'll be at crafted keg and stewart i know that's not super local for the jupiter peeps but uh yeah it's an awesome time to be there it's gonna be like a more nighttime thing too so that's always fun they'll have live music oh yeah it gets wild we like (laughs) we'll start at six and then the, I think the first time we were there, we were like, oh, we'll just do like 6 to 10, 6 to 11 or something like that. We ended up not leaving till 2 a.m. Yeah. 
We stay like, so closed. It's people it's are fun. buying plants the whole time. Too. Oh yeah, like you know they're getting hype about it. So. Life. They're getting hype about their prayer, prayer plants at night, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get some yeah. plants and then they have a couple more drinks and they're like, "Ooh, that plant I was looking at is looking back at me right now." <laughs> yeah. and back and on top mm-hmm. of that, we're gonna be doing uh, perk. Yes, a uh, perk coffee house in Tequesta. We just got connected with them. Um, we'll be doing that the weekend after, I believe it's the 20th, uh, Sunday. Um, yeah, we'll be there. Come out for some brunch. I will also be there for the viewers. Okay, yes. Some I'll mimosas, some coffee. Oof. Mm-hmm. Some plants. Mimosas, yeah. coffee, and plants. What more could you guys ask <laughs> for? <laughs> Come on. So as, as far as other things with your business, what kind of, because you said the licenses and other things like that, have you guys done any other like technical work behind the scenes that you might want to share for like maybe, you know, the younger crowd or some students out there that were looking to start their own business? Like what kind of work behind the scenes did you guys do to get it up and running maybe before the LLC or even after, you know, continuing on? You definitely have to be knowledgeable about your craft 100%. Um, it, I would not recommend going into a business that you are not fully educated on. Um, I know personally, like, I do the best that I can to broaden my knowledge all the time, whether it's reading more about plans, looking into different things, because we get questions all of the time. And, like, when it comes to business, you just want to be on top of your game and cultivate yourself in the best way possible and make sure that, like, you are giving people the best knowledge that they can get about their product, because if they know you know what you're talking about, they're going to come back. Your knowledge will speak for itself in the long run. Um, Also, just keep on going because there are so many days me and Yasmin have had really rough days and owning a business can take a lot out of you. It's a lot more than you think it is. It's Mm -hmm. 24-7, you know. When you turn off the lights, the last thing I think about before I go to bed is things about work. Um, Not even in just a stressful way, but just your mind's always turning and you know it has to because at the end of the day what you put in is what you get out and you got to work really hard if you want to get somewhere but when you see the fruits of your labor pay off it it I mean it's so meaningful and it's so much more fulfilling than putting in a bunch of work for someone else's business to grow in my life I've always worked so hard for other people and been a great employee but I was always like you know what I could do this for myself and I could make something for myself and just don't give up whatever you want to do just keep on pushing and even whatever downfalls or ruts in the path you may see it all works out for the best yeah I mean background work paperwork, all that stuff is pretty general. Um, But someone told me one time, if you think that you're going to start your own business because you'll be able to work on your own hours and have your own schedule, good luck, because no, you're not. (laughs) Like, all your free time is gone, baby. Yeah, this is my free time right now, by the way. Yeah. so the viewers know. Exactly. Right (laughs) after this, we're driving out to Palm City. We're going to Loxahatchee tomorrow. We got to restock everything. Yeah. We yeah. have some prep. Hustling. Hustling yeah. for no, sure. we're hustling. But There's a I lot mean, of sleepovers that happen for yeah. work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, t- 
take care of yourself at the end of the day too because yeah. like she said it can be draining like people think oh they just you know sell plants it's whatever yeah. like sure we have our fun days but there's still a lot of stressful there's things of that tears. go behind you oh, know yeah. oh, a lot of <laughs> yeah. a lot of sweat and tears sweat oh i know and, tears, and i see blood, you guys after hours you're working on marketing breaks. pieces and for instagram yeah. and this and that and yeah. it's a lot of after hours work like people don't get mm-hmm. that even like any sort of not even just company but just like a private contractor or like if you work for yourself if you're your own llc like the work doesn't stop you are working all the time yeah you gotta do it because if you don't do it no one's gonna do it for you yeah and Mm -hmm. like so many people would be like oh my gosh like i'm so jealous i wish i was you maybe no (laughs) No, you don't and it's like and it's the thing is they see the best parts of you it's like they see the instagram and the social media of you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's what everybody sees is it's it's the perception of Mm -hmm. what you are and the success that you are but they don't actually see they don't even see like 80 percent of what you're doing they don't see anything Mm -hmm. they they see you and they're oh you guys are just selling plants or oh I've got a microphone and I'm doing a podcast, right? Yeah. But there's really so much more behind the scenes that goes on with every single different business out there. And people are just so attached with the idea of success. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that you were saying, um, how you didn't like working for some, or you were an employee at one time and you realized that you could do it yourself. Like it's that motivation that really drives you to want to do it for yourself well, and it's to like, want to make it for yourself. I could see that people were really responding to how I was as an employee, you know. I would definitely bring the businesses I worked for returning customers and people would come just to see me and I'm like, you know what? Like I loved everyone I worked for, you know. Uh every place I've worked for has been awesome and no bad vibes, but mm-hmm. I just knew that like us together our personalities we could build a following and a community of people our own i saw the communities these businesses had and i'm like you know what yasmin and i could create something just like that and start our own thing but you really just have to trust in yourself and trust that you know what you do for your business what you stand for and like not conforming to what other people want you to do you know when you start your own business everyone's going to tell you oh you should be doing this oh you should be doing that like why aren't you doing this you know and you just have to trust yourself as a creator and a creative person and understand that you know what's best for what you're doing and you know like other people are just trying to help you out but at the end of the day you know what's mm-hmm. going to work best for you and what you want to do. And basically what we're doing is something that I've never seen other people do before. So we're just going to continue following what we want to do. And it seems to be working good so far. So so investors hit them up. Their <laughs> business model is one of a kind. These yeah, pop-ups right. are no joke at all. And another thing that I want to add on to that, what you just said, is like you were kind of bouncing around this idea of, you know, it's a lot of work you have to put in and it's a lot of sacrifice in this and that. It's a lot of assumed creative risk because you have to like know when you have a good idea, you have to like really invest yourself in that idea and think, wow, like, is this, like, am I really going to be able to take this risk and pull this off? Like, am I going to be able to invest my time, my money, my energy into this business or into this idea and then have it come to fruition and be successful? And the thing is, if you are attached to the idea of being, you know, monetarily or, you know, like successful in a certain amount of time, like I also think that's that that business is not for you. Yeah, we've had a lot of people tell us like, 
oh, like, I had an idea just like this. Literally, we've had, like, three people say that to us, and it's, you know, you might have an idea, but to put action behind an idea is so much, and being a creator is hard because there are times where you definitely lose kind of your vision in a sense, you know. You have to really just continue doing things to try and keep the creative juices coming because there's a lot of people who have ideas of things they want to do but putting it into action and creating something of it is a totally different thing you know people like to talk the talk but can you walk the walk yeah a real question and even like besides plants i know like with actual creative things like designing the logo the website instagram i've gotten to a point before where it's just like am like is this the right thing? Does this even look good? Like, I feel like I'm not doing it, you know, in a mm-hmm. way that's appealing to other people. Yeah. But you really just have to trust yourself and just kind of, like, take a deep breath <clears throat> and just be like, you know what? It is good. I like it. I will present it in a way where I know other people will like it. And so far, any, like, doubt in my mind that I've had, people have been like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. Like, I can't believe you've done that. And it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, like, it's just... You know, long days of being in your head and oh yeah, definitely. Stuff like and that, I feel so. like it's also like, like you said, people are like, oh, I could have done this or I could have done that, and it's the people seeing your success, the perception of you again mm-hmm. with that. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are just like they're just haters, like some people oh, and my like gosh. and like it's the people that <laughs> smile in your face that are hating the most. Like, yeah. It's, it's it's so funny like like people hate on literally everybody for anything and it's because (laughs) it's because i think like deep down my like idea behind the whole hating thing and like going after people on social media Mm -hmm. it's not only because they're jealous it's because they're jealous because they're too ashamed to take the assumed risk that you are taking yeah see like we've had people literally destroy garden works that we've done like my card was out there rip my card off you know do all these different things uh we were at a pop-up someone literally stole a plant started running away with it and we had to like yell at him to put it back at the same time it was abaco on saint patrick's day he was dressed as a leprechaun so so he had a steal he He was looking for that pot of gold but still it's like (laughs) stuff like that and even some people who've been close to us have been upset with secretly hating you know um people really do become jealous of you and it's sometimes it's even people with their own business and they're jealous because they see we have such a good idea you know and but we kind of joke sometimes because even when we kind of get into a rut or like we'll be in the car like just driving out and doing our own thing we're like all right well that person that was hating on this could they could they deal with this right now literally Uh literally (laughs) and it's like um i've had someone even say before like oh like good congratulations on that on your first pop-up my only question is like why didn't you do it alone and to even think for one second that either of us could do this alone is the funniest joke in the world Oh, yeah. It really takes two and a whole little town of friends that support us. And seriously, our friends have helped get us so far. And I've had people will be like, oh, why don't you do paid promoting? We don't do paid promoting because we have so many people who uh, respect us and love us that repost us that like 
our whole following has come from just word of mouth and other people helping us be seen and like we did one paid promotion in the beginning when we were first launching and it actually didn't really get us anywhere so we just cut it off after a few days and then just from sharing word of mouth pop-ups, we've mm-hmm. gained now like 1,100 followers. And the thing about that paid promotion, like all these companies are coming out, like marketing, advertising companies, some of them like are cool, some of them aren't, most of them aren't. I don't really like the paid stuff because it's really about like your guys' culture, right? The yeah. green culture. Mm-hmm. You guys want to build this sort of community sense and have like a very personal relationship with your clientele and your community. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to do that if all they see is like you on a pay promotion or if it's yeah. somebody not even in your community that's seeing exactly. a paid thing, right? Exactly. And that that like friendship that you gain from people and then you, you know, you're able to double in business and do this and that, it, it just... It's it's way just more of a personal experience than like a paid ad on Instagram or yeah any 100%. of that crap. And like even when it comes to like how we present ourselves, it's like like the biggest compliment we can get is like people coming up and be like, "No, I can tell like you guys love what you're doing and like that's We're what real. sells it," mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And like, but even when we just go out, you know, me and Yasmin are still 22. It's like <laughs> if we go anywhere in a town, we just have to be presentable because people will come up to me and be like, "Oh my gosh, you're you're the girl that sells plants, right?" We get recognized like in a lot of different places, and that's like a major thing is like how you present yourself to the community too like there's sometimes i'm like all right maybe i better like not wear my pajamas out today right now yeah or just instagram on private yeah oh yeah <laughs> you right Oof. you know because there's like plants there's no specific like target market for because that's that was a big thing during like my schooling it's like oh find your target market oh, find yeah. your person and obviously like we have like an age range age range and like stuff like that but Plant people come in all different shapes and sizes, man. Like, they can come from any sort of background. So, like, some, like, we did a 420 fest, and, like, we got to <laughs> partner up with Ohana, take the bus down there. Like, it was super fun, but, like, we could tell some of our followers weren't really, like, on the train. Yeah. Not that we were, like, posting anything crazy. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. just an event. Yeah. Like, we were uh-huh. selling plants. It's still yeah. wholesome, but they were just yeah. kind of, like, Oh, look, look a little different, you know, Yeah. and that, but at the same sense, you know, we're 22, there's not a lot of young people in our town who own their own business. So it's kind of like, we have to stick to what we believe in and yeah. what yeah. we want to do. And at the end of the day, we're going to be our authentic selves. And I, again, that's like what really sells it is getting the community. to Yeah. Be and at the end of the day, I feel like this <laughs> is just like a sort of I feel like we're in a really weird time period, not only because of COVID, but just because of like generationally. Yeah. I think it's like the changing of the guard with as 100%. like as business goes, like because you know more millennials are taking over and that sort of thing. So a lot of people are you know very ingrained to their traditional way of doing business, and they're not accepting of new things. Yeah. You know, and and I, it's like I said, it's the changing of the guard, and it's time for you know new businesses to come and kind of push the old guys and it's like i've kind of seen like i worked somewhere where they just the old way was the only way they wanted to do it they never Mm -hmm. wanted to do anything new and when you're a business you have to change with the changing times you got to stay trendy you got to stay like on top of what is cool and what's not because that's what's going to help your business flourish you know stick to being authentic to yourself but in the same time always doing something new always creating something exciting and something that people are going to look forward to and, you know, seek you out for. 
And honestly, I have to say, like, as far as trials and tribulations, that was kind of a hard thing for me because I'm a little bit of a grandma when it came to, like, technology and Instagram and doing all I, <laughs> Yeah, she was. She I didn't have Instagram my Insta- for, like, two years. One. I literally what? didn't have an Instagram. Seriously. Yeah, I was, because I, I did have one, and I was like, you know what, I don't care about this. I, like, people, you know, the people who follow you, and, like, then you see them in person, they don't say hi. It's, like, awkward, because they yeah. only follow it's, Yeah, on I Instagram. I hate that. Ooh, it's, like, such a weird culture, it's, right? Yeah, yeah it's so, and I was like, you know what, I'm done with that, so I deleted it, and then we got a business, and it's like, oh, yeah, let's get our Instagram up and running. I was like, I don't know how to make a <laughs> caption. I don't know how to post something, like, I was so lost, so I'm, oh, just, yeah. I'm getting better now, but, like... And people, some people, yeah. like, don't get it. Like, I have friends who are, you know, trying to do their own businesses and stuff, and it's, like, they feel they feel that judgment before they even post anything. Yeah, for real. They're, like, I don't even think I can post this. And I'm, like, dude, this is your business. You got to just go for it. Like, yeah, even if yeah. it's a little cringy and some of your, oh, yeah. some of your <laughs> friends, like, if, if, if your friends are really, like like doubting you and like giving you like giving you crap about you know posting something that's yeah. a little vulnerable or you you know you're putting yourself out there like are they really your friends like are they yeah. really supporting you and your business like, like i i my youtube is still up but i was making like youtube videos because i have my own personal plant account that i was trying to get traction on before we launched our business mm. um and my youtube videos are really a piece of work man <laughs> like they are all shot on my iphone all edited by me and they i won't lie are pretty trash mm-hmm. the information in them is gold the editing and quality and everything though it's it's awful but yeah. that being said i was still doing something you know i was do. Uh, I was being vulnerable, you know. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot to put a camera in front of you and start talking, you know. I was never really made for all of that, but I was like, you know, if I want to show people I am knowledgeable, like, I want to start building a following of things and, you know, just put us out there before we were even a thing, um, I just had to put myself out there. And you just, even if it's trash, post it. (laughs) People can see where you started and appreciate the growth and how far you've come from them. Definitely, and I've, like, my plans for this, like, I'm trying to look back on this in six months and be like, wow, this was garbage. Like, wow, look at this camera angle. (laughs) Look at my audio quality. It's trash. So that's, like, I I see, like, the same thing, and it's it's just about, like, progression, because at the end of the day, you're not gonna get any better if you don't do it over and over and over again. Exactly. and, And that's how that works. So technically speaking about plants and, you know, the whole culture of what you guys are doing. What, like, what's it, like, explain to me some of the different plants you guys provide, like, technically for the viewers. Like, give yourself a little plug. Like, like talk about some different plants. Talk about this guy right here. Who's this guy? <laughs> All right. Well, you just have your standard ball cactus here on the table. Nothing too fancy. Um, but what we really love is uh, aeroids, which are more of the exotic types of house plants. You can put monsteras, peace lilies, aglaonema, a bunch of different things under that category. But we kind of have some staples of what we like. We like alocasias a lot. We get a lot of different varieties. Some we only see once in a while. Some we have more often. Uh, Really cool type of plant. We also do a lot with calatheas and prayer plants, which are the really cool plants that stand up at night. there's a million different varieties. They're really fun to collect. Um, and they're just really unique and different plants. 
But cacti and succulents, you know, we like to find the rare and weird stuff. We always have some cool, like, hanging fishbone cacti, or we even had some variegated prickly pear cactuses in the past couple weeks, which are really cool. It's like the white variegation. I'm going to put some pictures up for the viewers. Yeah. Let me think (laughs) what else we have. Oh, we do terrariums, too. Terrariums are really fun, and when we can get our hands on them, uh, carnivorous plants. Carnivorous plants are really unique and just... uh, another insane adaptation plants do but Mm -hmm. what what else what what's something you think is cool because everyone kind of has a different cool plant preference yeah i don't know there's we always have like a pretty different variety going you know we never really like again we have some of our staples but like Mm -hmm. there is a lot of things that kind of cycle come and go yeah yeah and i mean not just because we're picking those things but because generally the wholesalers we go to sometimes won't have it or you know whatever the case may be but we should um, definitely clear the air too because a million people have asked us if we grow our plants yeah (laughs) we do not grow our plants what we do is we go to different wholesale nurseries and we handpick all of our stock some of these nurseries are not open to the public we get to go we've even had personal tours of some very cool mm-hmm. different nurseries but we go and we hand pick our stock so there's never a set like plant that will be there usually we like to uh, like at least always have monstera deliciosas and stuff like that but That's there want. is never ever a time where you can say a hundred percent i know green culture is going to have that but you can know 100% that we're going to have the things that no one else in this town has. The best stuff. And that like, is we what will we literally pride sit there with on. one plant for like at least three to five minutes and be like going through all of them like, okay, which one oh, is yeah. the best? We're which tweaked. one has a great new leaf coming in? Which one has the biggest leaves on yeah. it? Like, we, we handpick all of them to make sure they are like the cream of the crop and there's very high standards we both hold to them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we just make we try and we go to a million different places because we find what other people don't have and that is major because you know big nurseries uh when they grow stuff they can sell it at a little bit of a cheaper cost but you know importing things they don't really get as much we get a whole bunch of different stuff that and we've just recently are starting to get more like rare and exotic things. So our stock is only going to get better. We've only been in operation six months and it just gets better and better every time we have a pop-up. So yeah, yeah. if anyone's familiar with like, um, we had the Alocasia silver sword, yeah. but we were trying to get our hands on the philodendron silver, silver sword. sword. Those are like big money. We could even get like, pink princesses and Thai constellations, but we just have to see if there's a market for people in our town who want them. So if you do like those plants, please let us know. Because <laughs> we would love to have Hit them. Hit them up. If yeah. you, if you have about like <laughs> $300 laying around for a pink princess philodendron, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> me and Elliot, Elliot and I, shout out to Elliot. <laughs> I want my hands on a lemon lime Maranta. Yeah. Oh, dude. I want one. He found one online for like $64. I was like, I'm not, I wasn't going to buy it. Uh, yeah. Come on. But if you want one, I got a cutting with your name on it. Bet. Propagation? Yeah. Hook me up. I got a, I got a, a pl- one of those at my house. It's pretty big. Bet. I want like a little boy. All right. And I'll send Yasmin home with one. She'll bring it to you. I bet. Hey. I'm excited. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> Propagation. Gotcha, Elliot. Best way to grow your collection. <laughs> Alrighty. So we're going to close out the podcast here. One last time, I'm going to plug them. 
Follow them on Instagram at greenculture underscore co. <laughs> Check out their website, www.greenculturecoat.com. Yasmin, Liv, thank you guys so much for coming on this episode. Episode awesome three pleasure. of the Plot Podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you.